Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hello, Amanda. How are you? I'm great, Juliette. It's great to see you. It's lovely to see you, too. Um, let's talk about some celebrities. Yeah, should we do Should we do the rundown? Yes, let's. Okay. Celebrities to be discussed on this episode of Jam Session. I, I'm very businesslike today. I, I like it. I, I'm feeling okay. it. It's a good vibe. It's like, these are the keywords. Yes. Uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Harry Styles. Oh, yes. You're, <laughs> you're already, um, like, grinning like a yeah, child. Yeah, it's true. It's so good. <laughs> I think that you are to Harry Styles as I am to Ben Higgins of The Bachelor. It's true. I was actually thinking about this <laughs> earlier. We can do a flyby on that also. Okay. Uh, Pippa Middleton. Yes. Um, am I forgetting anyone? Mm, I think those are the hot topics. Okay. And then, we'll, then we'll hit our segments at the end. It's very exciting. Of um, DTR and one thing can't stop thinking about. I That's, actually have a suggestion. Yes. Let, let's save Harry for the DTR. Wonderful. Live suggestion. Okay. Okay. So we'll come, to, we'll come to him at the end. First, let's start. Well, yeah, let's, let's mix it up and start with Steve Harvey. The biggest topic of the week in the oh my God. world. Wow. Okay. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> he sent a note to his staff, or he did not do it. Someone from his staff sent a note to the, the rest of his staff about um, how to um, interact with him. Why don't yes. you do a reading? Do you want to go line by line? How do you want to do I it? I would like to go line by line. Okay. I, you know, I, this let's is, get we're it. doing this because this is a really important text. Sure. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just say before I read line by line that I agree with every single word of this memo. Okay. Um, I'm sure that as that your, will come as back. As your colleague, yeah. I can attest that you probably would like some of the things he's asking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In my home life as well. Um, I'm sure that when I revisit this, that I'll be like, oh shit, I shouldn't have endorsed this. But like right now I am 100% standing with Steve Harvey. Okay. Okay. Wherever I stand, I stand with Steve. Yes. That's, that's the motto of, yes. of Amanda Dobbins. Exactly. Okay, great. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Thank Just you. A polite way to open an email. <laughs> I think that's a nice thing, by the way. Just a brief segue into email etiquette. It's good to acknowledge that there's a person on the other side of the email reading your email. I think you got to get like three emails deep before and a thread before you can like kind of drop the like the hello or the hi or whatever the salutation is. I think I, I that's would say true. email three is when it can begin. Just also the no salutation is a level of intimacy that I'm not really using with most people that I email with. Totally. Totally agree. Um, I don't I don't like in all in all interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't like over familiarity and to that extent. I always notice the first time someone uses um, my common nickname of Jules. Like literally, I always notice. Like it's like I like oh my ears perk up. Like oh you think we're at that level? Interesting. I think what you're secretly saying <laughs> is that you also stand with Steve Harvey. <laughs> I don't know. Let's keep going it's through fine. the letter. Okay, line two. Very exciting. Learning <laughs> okay. a lot. Um, I'd like you all to review and adhere to the following notes and rules for season five of my talk show. Okay. Have you ever seen the Steve Harvey show? I think I've seen clips. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, on the internet. Like, I, I'm working with you during the day. Sure. So My friend David Jacoby appeared on um, Family Feud. That's, oh, that I've seen. That Steve Harvey yes. hosts now. So that's my, that's my number one exposure to Steve Harvey, other than the Steve Harvey show, which was like a sitcom that I used to occasionally watch. Right. And of course, I saw the infamous right, announcing the wrong winner. It's interesting. He's really taken a turn in his public persona from, like, kind of, um, you know, sitcom guy to, like, sort of buffoon who doesn't want to be bothered. I mean, listen, here's where you have to say that Steve Harvey's a visionary because he announced the <laughs> wrong you? he announced the wrong winner before the Oscars. Steve Harvey it's is there true. first. That's real. And now, frankly, he's a visionary with these interpersonal okay. rules Line that we need three. to continue with. Number one, there will be no meetings in my dressing room. No stopping by or popping in. All caps. No one. No one. 
So my dad um, hates a stop and chat and also hates a pop-in, an unannounced pop-in. Sure. So he's probably on board with that. I kind of get that. You need to have a sanctuary that's just for you, a, me- a meetings-free place. If you're Steve Harvey, I'm sure you've got tons of meetings. <laughs> I agree with this. His dressing room is his space. Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to get your shit done. And okay. if people are constantly bugging you, then you can't do that. That's for example, true. I feel like, do you ever read the diaries of how CEOs or you sure. know famous people Love spend them. their times? And they're always like, you know, I do all my real work before I go to the office because yeah. then I'm having meetings all day. That's a problem. Maybe you should get to do some of your real work during work hours. I don't know. Just like as a society, maybe we should do work during work hours. So you are you also feel that Steve Harvey is a visionary in terms of work-life balance. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. okay. Steve Harvey, Sorry. can he have it all? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, do not come to my dressing room unless invited. Okay. Um, I don't... I was with you. I was like, yeah, I'm on board. Okay, yes. okay. But like if Steve Harvey's your boss and like you need to like find out like if he approves the script or like if he like wants to change the tie that he's wearing and is really close to the time of the show, like you might have to go to his dressing room. And like a number one thing with dealing with the busy boss is like don't expect them to follow up on everything. It's incumbent upon you to get the resolution you need. Yeah, that's true. But there are different m- methods of doing that. Email, text, post-it note on the door. Uh, Posting out on the door. I don't know. I'm trying to be creative. What is it? I'm trying to work with Steve Harvey here. Listen, po- I, like post a note on the door i don't know it's Come just what on. came to mind do you want to, please leave me some post notes on the door i'd be excited i would save all of them the, you know letters from juliet okay here's I'm a good what correspondent. i'm saying that's true is that i do understand that people in power need to be accessible sure but it's kind of like my office door is always open is a thing that people say a lot but it's not actually because they need to be doing their work at work <laughs> during work hours and if people are not going to respect other people's time, mm-hmm. then you have to set hard rules. Okay. I believe. So this is about respect for you. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next line. <laughs> I'm, sorry. Just I'm already keep... laughing. I just started reading. Okay, okay. I just want to keep us moving. This Dude, is, this I'm is sorry. Imp- I know you wanted to make this a short podcast. No, and I'm I, spending I just, 45 minutes. This is an important interrogation of okay. um, work etiquette. Yeah, and that's important as two women who work in an office. It's you true. know. Uh, do not open my dressing room door. Okay, valid. All caps. Valid. If you open my door, expect to be removed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open my door is valid. I. That's just setting boundaries. Sure. And also, like, respect people's space. But you will be removed? What is this? That's setting expectations. United a, Airlines? No, you'll be removed? It's better to know. It, at work, it's important to set expectations okay. and consequences. Okay. And if you invade someone's space... You will then be asked to move someone's space. It's better than like someone being like, oh my God, you kicked me out of your office. You'll be asked to leave is not the same as you'll be removed. Okay. Well, you know what? I think he has a commanding tone throughout that I respect. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm sorry. Okay. No need to apologize. You're moved by the words. My security team will stop everyone from standing at my door who have the intent to see or speak to me. Question. Yes. Who's standing outside of Steve Harvey's door dying to talk to him? Well, I guess if you are need approval on the tie or the something, you could see a line forming out of like, I need Steve, I need Steve, I need Steve. I think he's not just not into implementing an efficient system. He needs a gopher. I was going to say, it does seem like there are some 
systematic issues here with respect to how to communicate with Steve Harvey Seriously. and the directions that Steve Harvey is giving or not He needs giving. a consigliere. He needs like a number two. I would agree with that. Someone to, to who, so if you have a good number two, you don't need to send this kind of note because exactly. your number two is already taken care exactly. of. Exactly. I just want to say that flip side, who have the intent to see or speak to me is just a beautiful turn of phrase. <laughs> It's off. I just I have respect for the craft of writing. You just you, you love questions of, of authorial intent. So okay. this is really important to you. <laughs> Next line. I want all the ambushing to stop now. <laughs> ambushing. I want Do all they the amb- like th- throwing water balloons at him. Like what kind of ambushes happen on the set of Steve Harvey's talk show? Like I don't know. Is there are there Nerf guns? It's just- are there t-shirt guns like what is what is he being ambushed with it's just all the ambushing all he, the ambushing to stop i now. have a theory maybe yes. he was like um deposed like he got served papers to be deposed and like okay. like happened at work and it was I like think an ambush it's honestly just 15 22 year olds being like what do you think about this steve what do you think about this i have um bad news for you which is we're learning so much more about you than we are about <laughs> steve harvey i know that's fine this is the most naked you've ever been on this podcast it's really okay. okay i feel like i put this out into the world every day and now we're just confirming okay. it okay keep going um, i want all the ambushing to stop now that includes tv staff wow okay so i guess the tv staff is the problem here sure. that's what we're learning we're learning a little bit about steve what's Harvey the as other well staff here. i don't know i assume you know various personal like, assistants or products okay. or whatever okay okay or maybe tv staff is different than i'm, I'm not sure okay he doesn't specify Maybe it's like the Miss Universe staff versus. You must schedule an appointment. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. I accept that. I like a good calendar invite. He's being clear about the terms. Sure. Which I respect. Yeah. It's important to let people know how you want to be treated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Agree with that. I have been taken advantage of by my lenient policy in the past. This ends now. No more. What kind of leniency was he showing? Like, this is obviously not a friendly man. So I think it's probably not evicting someone from his dressing room when they open the door. He w- he should be the spokesman for United Airlines. That's what I've decided. They have the same views on hospitality and, like, personal speech. Julia. Which really don't exist. You're in the middle <laughs> of a meeting and someone opens the door without knocking? I even knock on the door when your door is closed and I need you. That's if true. If someone just barges in, you'd be like, not I right mean, now. Please leave. That? And that's on, that's all it is. I just have questions about the, about the global culture here. Because how do they get to a place where people thought they could just barge in on Steve Harvey? I mean... It's very strange. People are astonishing. That's true. It's what every day I wake up and I learn that people are astonishing. That's true. Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's keep going. Yes, please. Do not approach me while I'm in the makeup chair unless I ask to speak with you directly. Either knock or, wait for it, use the doorbell. (laughs) Do you think it's it's like a bell he hung outside or is it really a doorbell? I would love to get some eyes on this piece of machinery. Maybe the makeup room has a doorbell? Maybe. I don't know. Good question. The only thing that I could figure out was that maybe it's some sort of recording. You know, like uh, we work on a studio lot and there are various lights and things that are indicating that it's recording right now and you need to not come in. On air. Yes. And so maybe there's some sort of may we enter via the doorbell. Is it a safe time yes, to be that's on true. set okay. right now? Okay. I don't think I want to work for Steve Harvey. Just, I'm, I, it's, we're not done. Maybe not you. We're not done. To be honest. We're not done. Okay. Here's, this is a very important one. 
I am seeking more free time for me throughout the day. <laughs> well, aren't we all, Steve Harvey? Seriously, aren't we all? That's you know what. So it, Steve Harvey is just a, the voice of labor, in your opinion. Yeah, no, he's not <laughs> at all. I want to be really clear that I support labor, and Steve Harvey is not uh, the voice of labor. He is the voice of being very clear about his needs. His voice. Yeah, we're not okay. done because okay. here's my favorite part. Okay. Do not wait in any hallway to speak to me. I hate being ambushed. Please make an appointment. I promise you I will not entertain you in the hallway and do not attempt to walk with me. I promise you I will not entertain you in the hallway is my new Twitter bio and life motto. Is it actually? You should change it. No. I I mean, I could. You should change it. I support that. Um... I just want to know about what happened to him to make him so afraid of ambushes. Can I do the next line? Yes. If you're reading this, yes, I mean you. (laughs) That is incredible management right there. Does it say it's too late? Uh, No, but uh, someone in our office did, in fact, make that uh, image, which we can share. Shout out to Andrew Gutterdero. Okay, great. Yes, shout out to him indeed. Um, Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Final line. Everyone, do not take offense to the new way of doing business. It is for the good of my personal life and enjoyment. Can I offer a theory? Yeah. What if Steve Harvey like spent his entire weekend binge watching the various dramas of Aaron Sorkin, in which there are a lot of ambushes, and a lot, walk and talk, a lot of walk and talk, and not a lot of knocking on doors. And maybe he just like it was like a horror film for him, where he just saw like a horrible workplace future. Just a, just an idea. I think that that it, we could certainly talk about that. It's not <laughs> impossible. They are all on Netflix. He's probably like, "Ooh, West Wing, cool." Related question. I'm actually, more of a sports night guy, don't you think? Well, yeah, because broadcasting. Sure. Do you think that it would be fun to actually work in an Aaron Sorkin work environment? Um, great question. On the one hand, no, because like I'm talked out like every day, and I definitely talk less than um, Aaron Sorkin characters. On the other hand, I love drama. I love interpersonal drama. I also love gossip. And I just think there's a lot of both of those things in, in the Aaron Sorkin view of the world. I'd like to work on Sports Night more than I'd like to work in the West Wing or on Studio 60. Definitely wouldn't want to work at Studio 60. I don't want to work at any of these places because no one has a healthy work-life balance. <laughs> like, I think that the Steve Harvey letter is actually a fair response to the fact. And let me tell you something. I have watched episodes of The West Wing, like, each episode through season five at least five times. I can, like, perform scenes for you. I love the television show. I do not want to work there. None of them have lives. Yeah. At all. It's true. And they have sort of, like... I don't really know that Josh and Nana ever have a healthy relationship, even when you finally get what's, you know, the happy ending. Sure. Just so you know, I haven't seen all the West Wing. That's okay. Well, I mean. It's so, fine. I know it happens. is bad. I know it happens. Yeah, I, know, okay. I know all about it. I watched part of it, and then for external reasons, had to stop. Also, like, Sports Night's really fucked up. Sports Night's great, though. I, listen. Come on, young Josh Charles. I was about to say to him, forever. I get it. I get it. Um, I, Will Gardner is among the, the hottest fake television characters of all time. It's true. I would say he's top five. He's like up there with Ben Covington. Would you want to work at the Good Wife uh, law firm? Is that a good work environment? I don't know. I would look great. Really good clothes there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In conclusion, 
<laughs> in conclusion, wherever you stand, you stand with Steve Harvey. I promise you I will not entertain you in the hallway. He's, I like that one because I don't like to go to lunch with people. I'm just like, let me do my thing. Me time. This is the thing. You are actually with me on this. And you are just like, you want to be a nice person. And Steve Harvey and I have realized that being nice wastes too much time. And we just got to be ourselves because it is for the good of our personal lives and enjoyment. So Steve Harvey has a fan is what you're saying. (laughs) He's got one. Yes. He's got Amanda Dobbins. Um, This was extraordinary. Um, thank you for this. I actually, I'll be honest, I wasn't really like in deep with Steve Harvey, like yeah. with this whole situation, but now mm-hmm. I am. So this has been really educational. It's great. And, uh, and now I know that um, he's got some valid points about management. It's true. Maybe we should bring him into the ringer to give a seminar on work life balance That'd and be great. personal time. <laughs> Do we have a doorbell on any of the offices? No, but the door slams loud enough that you always know when someone's coming or going. <clears throat> That's true. So it's, there's, we got that at least. Okay, Thank- that. That was invigorating. Thanks, Steve Harvey. Thank for you. All, for all of your time. Um, let's briefly talk now about Katy Perry, who is just out here throwing throwing bombs, vote, quote bombs, basically. Katy Perry would like you to buy her new album, which is coming out of June. So. I really want to be a Katy Cat, but it's tough. It's been a tough week for the Katy Cats. I would like them to find a new name, number one, so that really? I can support you as a Katy fan. I like saying Katy Cat. It reminds me of... Um, Parker Posey in the Josie and the Pussycats movie. Okay. It's not the association that I would have gone with. I do find the name to be slightly infantilizing, which I suppose is Katy Perry's MO when it comes to seeking fandom. But Speaking of old movies, can I just share one anecdote? Go for it. I flipped on my TV last night, Yeah, and it was like on some HBO channel, and I was greeted with um, a scene from Men in Black 2 with Will Smith and Rosario Dawson. Sure. A film I haven't seen. But Will Smith was giving a very emotional like explanation of who he is and what he does. Mm-hmm. I miss Will Smith a lot. I just miss the times when he was an important actor and celebrity that mattered. And weirdly, he's left Scientology and receded. Whereas when he was like in his Scientology prime, he was also in his superstardom. Was was Men in Black and Men in Black Two and. Men in Black was, I think. Well, I know, but was, did that overlap with the Scientology years? Or yeah. I sort of assumed that he was kind of a big deal, and then Scientology, Scientology like got their claws in him. No, I think he was already a Scientologist. Interesting. I just, I don't know. We can go back to Katy Perry, but that was just a thought that I had last night, and I just like, I miss this guy. I agree. Independence Day, Hancock, even. Oh great, wow, great movie. Um, <laughs> sorry, back to Katy Perry. I just wanted to share that thought with you. I, I support that. I don't know. I just he's got it's so not much pathos. It's not too late. I just well, he's got to stop making like serious movies. Collateral beauty, whatever it was called. Yeah, I don't. I didn't wow. see that one. I can't very, believe that that very, was a movie. Very poor choice by him. But he just needs to go back to being like the like heart of gold in a like slightly lighthearted big budget film. They just need to make slightly lighthearted big budget films. Which they can don't he anymore. get in a Marvel movie? Let's get some weed and dust on him. Who can he be? Okay. I don't why this is not a comic book podcast. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know any comic book characters. <laughs> okay. so yeah. End of that conversation. All right. Goodbye. Uh, Back to Will Katie Smith, Perry. we love you. <clears throat> yeah, Katy Perry would like you to buy her album. And so she's saying a lot of ridiculous things. Yeah. She had given in, an incoherent statement, like semi related to Taylor Swift. Or like directly related without saying her name. Yes. So I believe that so this was a week or so ago. She was asked the question, there are rumors that Bad Blood, the Taylor Swift song, Mm -hmm. is about you. Does this album have a reaction to Bad Blood? Now, I'm not going to read the entire 
quote Can from I? Katy Perry? I you would want like me to. the whole thing? Yes, I would. I would like to. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's incoherent. Only way to present. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm reading in uh, the cut, New York Magazine's The Cut wrote about it, and Allie Jones accurately called it a word salad. It's, it's yeah, also reminds me of those old word, word clouds that were like popular on the internet yes. seven years ago. She said, well, that's not my question to answer if it is about me. I think my new album is a very empowered record. There's no one thing that's calling out any one person. One thing to note is you can't mistake kindness for weakness and don't come for me. Anyone, 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 anyone. And that's not to any one person. And don't quote me that it is because it's not. It's not about that. Honestly, when women come together and they decide to to unite, this world's going to be a better place. Period. End of story. But let me say this. Everything has a reaction or a consequence. So don't forget about that. Okay, honey? Ha 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 ha. We got to keep it real, honey. This record is not about anyone else. This record is about me being seen and heard so that I can see and hear everyone else. It's not even about me. It's about everything that I see out there that I digest. I think there's a healing in it for me and a vulnerability that people want to connect and be healed and feel vulnerable and feel empowered and strong. God bless. And here it is. Yeah. Uh, a frequent Amanda Dominant sign off is God bless. So she stole, <laughs> she stole your line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She did steal my line, although uh, she doesn't really mean it in the way that I usually mean it. A couple things. Yes, go ahead. Um, don't get into a fight with Katy Perry or Taylor Swift, but like Katy Perry, I just feel like she holds grudges in a different way. I would agree with that. They, I, I guess they both do. They both. Taylor Swift is done a better job at making money off of her grudges and I think she's almost kind of you don't know if the grudges are real but you know that she's going to use them in order to actually make money Katy Perry is like pissed off but has not like gone through enough therapy to convert this into action right. and financial gain also it was just a really unfortunate reality that no one's talking about is this is her first outing without Dr. Luke and it's a disaster the music is just not good she doesn't have that kind of like pop confectionery vibe to her anymore Here's she's kind I'm... of like outside of this the farm system from which she came and it's not going well yeah though i you know prism was real hit and miss in that way yeah, as it's well. true but there was a couple <clears throat> but roar salvaged it all yeah it's tough as she tries to evolve from like bubblegum artist yeah. which she was so good at like she would just buy the best songs but yeah. she had impeccable taste teenage and... dream is a top five pop song of all time absolutely yeah no question about it and I think when she was just a pop star who was out here in a very um, sexualized. Yeah, she was sexualized, <laughs> but she was also just like, I'm going to do what it takes yeah. to be the most popular pop star. Yeah. That's that's my goal. Offend some people, wear some crazy outfits, have my songs not mean much. Yeah. But they're really we just everyone wants to bop so along to them. They're like they're they're so perfect that they can't be craven anymore yeah. because they have actually yeah, achieved the goal of being totally. really good and everyone likes them. Um and so Prism was like I don't know, she was working through her divorce and some other stuff and it it, it was the the back half of that is a real mess. Yeah. Also I went to that tour. Whew, not I, it's funny. I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl as like part of like a, a like a night of female artists or whatever, and it was right before the tour. She was like practicing her material. Oh yeah, very rough. Yeah, she can't really sing live. Um, you know, but even beyond the singing live, which she's not the best at, it was kind of it was chaotic in a way that obviously you want a big stadium tour to be big and distracting, and you kind of have to fill that giant space. And it's really not about yeah. the live singing, but. 
She didn't really fill it in any way that She's not a great dancer made either. One another thing about Katy Perry is that she like for the last eighteen months has been a lot about girl power and like women uniting and like very very visibly was behind Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she hasn't really unlocked her particular brand of girl power. Like I don't really know what she stands for as like a woman's icon. Yeah, it's a lot of lip service. It hasn't really been thought through a lot. Yeah, and like there's not even like a surface level message. Just kind of like a bunch of like like a word salad tossed together. Absolutely. It's tough. I want I want to like her more than she's allowing me to. She's clearly going through a lot. Yeah. Um, I was going to say this, that I think the music aspect of Chain to the Rhythm mm. is actually uh, very catchy. It's really grown yeah. on me. I, I haven't read this anywhere. This is pure speculation on my part, but it really seems to me like those lyrics were entirely rewritten after Hillary Clinton lost mm. the election to try to. What was the original title supposed to be? I mean, it, that was even worse. There's also this element. It was Slaves to the Rhythm, right. which is just not, not an appropriate. appropriate thing to title your song. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Change the Rhythm is not that much better. But I think the rest of the lyrics are kind of liberal world word salad. Yeah. In that, like, I wasn't expecting this election to happen this way, and now I'm coping with it. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, it, you know, she's basically tweeting through it, but in a song. Um, which is a shame because I actually kind of like the music if the words made any sense at sure. all and weren't vaguely offensive. Sure. Um, Do you think A Slave for You gets named that now, that song? No, or, I hope not. Yeah, not good. <laughs> nope. It's tough. I want to yeah. I want to be on Team Katie and she's just not giving me the material to work with. Yeah, and then the Bon Appetit video, I don't mm. even know what was going on. Yes, that was weird. That's just kind of, I watched that once and I have moved on. She's doing a lot of um, like PR plays that just seem like pretty like Craven, like yes. doing the tasty video. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Video I mean, she makes she, for for her song Bon Appetit. She makes a cherry pie. Like she narrates the making of a cherry pie in a tasty video with BuzzFeed, and she just like explains like what the different like things mean to her and like what the song means in the song, and it's just like weird and like pointless. <laughs> it's fake deep in a way yeah. that. Again, the this song is not really delivering and her politics aren't really delivering and it's a tough spot to be in. And like honestly, like we don't need that right now. We need people who actually know what they're talking about and who are going to yeah. um do things that make a difference. Katie doesn't know who she wants to be and we don't know and we don't know where to put her. Yeah. And All the right. music isn't really good enough to It's a bummer. Maybe she'll figure it out. Maybe. Um let's move on. Let's first talk about our sponsor today, Dollar Shave Club. Amanda, let me tell you why Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. Please do. You can get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gave you a cheap shave, nor do you have to spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech that you don't even need. And I know this is like mostly directed at men. We happen to be two women. But I will say, men's razor is great for women's legs. Sometimes it's a little harsh, a little too strong. But I, I never really regret using a men's razor on my legs. You have to pay attention, but yeah. otherwise it works it's out. It's less mindless, but it's, it's a good close shave. So this applies to you too, ladies. Whenever I'm thinking about the executive razor with her Dr. Carver shave butter, I'm not disappointed. I've had it on my shelf, like by the door. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to use that. Why not? Uh, the Dr. Carver shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave. 
and it helps prevent ingrown hairs and fight razor bumps. You too can make the smarter choice by joining the Dollar Shave Club. For a, a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor of the tube of their Dr. Carter Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. Uh, it's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. It is a really good deal. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of that shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees and commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash jam. Again, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash jam. Okay. Let's DTR, Amanda. Great. There's two two British relationships we need to talk about. Okay. Let's start with Pippa very quickly. Okay. Pippa, give us the update. Wedding this Saturday. Wedding is coming. Yes. So... This is exciting for her, and so, we'll talk about it at length. Yeah, after the fact. Yeah. But here's what I want to talk to you about. Okay. There were rumors going around. There's a two-part ceremony. Um, there's obviously – well, not a, there's a two-part wedding. There's the ceremony at the church where they actually kind of get married. And then there's the second part, the reception. Uh, and the reception is which the part that Meghan Markle is allowed to yes. attend. Uh, but people were very upset because apparently – Pippa has um, asked or suggested that everyone change outfits between the ceremony and the reception. And people are calling her a bridezilla. Um, Pippa. Yes. Mm. I want to ask your thoughts about mm. this. I don't know. I'm okay with it, I think. Well, so here's the thing is that if the the wedding is in the morning and then which most British weddings are and then the reception's at night, then like, wouldn't you do that anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fine. I mean, if it's like a straight 11 a.m. to lunch situation, then I don't feel like. Yeah, then that's, that's like kind of, that's like asking a lot. Yeah. But if there's a break, I mean, when, yeah, you'd want to change. I would agree with that. I think I just I would naturally anyway. Some Leave Pippa alone. Like, she's just going to, like, you know, she's always going to be second fiddle. Some she's just just have fancy weddings. She's Deal trying. I, I can't believe I'm defending someone's ridiculous wedding, but eh, whatever. Um, Live, I think people are being too hard on Live her. your dreams, Pippa. We support you. Yeah, I guess so. Um, okay. Next, I want to talk about Harry Styles yes. and um, his relationships to his past alleged exes. So he, Great. he is doing a press tour for his new album, which is good. I like it. I really like it. You just love Harry. I know. It's kind of, it, it's uh, it's a little surprising to me. I don't know why, but why? You, I don't know. You he's just really so love charming. him. He really is. He's a real charmer. That's like it's. He's so charming. That's all you have to do. He yeah. He's got a great smile. Yeah. He's really he's really grown into himself. Too. I was given some notes in my personal life about how I talk about Harry Styles on a podcast, so I'm trying to rein it in right why? now because it's like too effusive. <laughs> yes, the effusive is a generous word, but anyway, <laughs> whatever. I I um. When when Ben and Higgins of The Bachelor first yeah. came into my life, the only way that I could like describe the feeling of like talking about him on podcasts was by using the heart eyes emoji. Like yes. that's just like Ben equals heart eyes emoji. That's yes. how you feel about Harry too. I feel like I'm just blushing constantly. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the heart eyes. Just like you just you know go googly eyed over over this exactly this stranger. I, I completely relate, Amanda. It's fine. Also, Harry is very charming, very talented. How do you feel about his outfits, though, on this press tour? Love it. You do. So he's going for a weird, like, Mick Jagger meets Elton John meets 21st Century. That's kind of the way I describe it. Yeah, it's great. 
It's just all just, working for you. Listen, he has such <laughs> swagger. He can do whatever the he fuck he wants. One thing that's really sweet is I've watched him perform um, Sign of the Times like 10 different occasions. And he just seems like he's really enjoying himself. Like he just seems happy. Yes. He's, he's having a great time. He is. Okay. So a big part of his press tour is talking about like who the songs are about. So there's a song Carolina that he claims is about like a random girl he met on tour who lives in North Carolina mm-hmm. who found out from watching him perform the song on the Today Show. No, her dad. Her dad, yes, sorry. Watched him on the Today Show and and called her and left a voicemail. Right, so that's weird. And then there's one allegedly about Taylor Swift when they were in New York and photographed together. Yes. Um, And then he was on a different chat show where he was asked about Kendall Kendall Jenner, who Mm -hmm. he also was, like, photographed with. And, like, in all occasions, he doesn't, like, deflect or spin it into something else. He just gets really awkward, and he'd be like, I'm mad at you. Or he's just like, what do I say? Like, he just, he... um, he doesn't r- respond, but he acknowledges that it's like an awkward thing to discuss. And at first I was like, oh God, this is so awkward. But now that I've watched so many interviews with him, I realized it's a bit like that's what he does. He wants you to keep wondering about these relationships. I think, I think it's a tactic. I would agree with you. He knows exactly what he's doing and it's his way of avoiding a question that he doesn't want to answer. Right. And I th- we've talked a lot about this, about how, when you are a celebrity and you are doing press and you're trying to sell something, you have to know that certain questions are going to be asked sure. and you just have to be ready. You got to have, even if it's like a two second, two sentence memorized deflection, you just, you need to have something to give the people mm-hmm. and to doing the bratty. I'm not going to answer that. How dare you ask me? Blah, blah, blah yeah. is bullshit. And that's not allowed. This counts. This is a tactic. So you're just in favor. You're just like pro. I, I mean, Here's the thing. Do you want him to be trashing Taylor Swift and Kendall and all of these people? I don't want to trash them. First of all, you don't even believe that he has dated no, any of these people. Of course not. It's one of the reasons he keeps it Dating alive. Dating is a euphemism, by the way. But um, <laughs> Also, another one that was revived. Like I totally forgot about this. When he was 17, he was allegedly dating Caroline Flack. Yeah. And like there were some rumors that Carolina was about her or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not, he claims. Okay. But, like, I just, like, I just forgot. I just feel like this is, we're just, we're really getting the full pop star package with him. Like, this is all, this is all a, a shtick. Yeah, I love it. It's impossible to get the full pop star package right now. We were just talking about how Katy Perry is flailing at it. It's true. And she men especially. Yeah. There's true. no one. What's Justin Timberlake doing right now? I, what is he doing singing, right now? He's singing for the Trolls movie. It's so like, I'm good. You know, it's. I like to at the Oscars. Okay. You're the <laughs> literally the only person. And I vividly remember in the ring or slack, like 800 people being like, nope, 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 nope. And then Juliet alone in her principles. This is like, I like this. That's fine. That's you. I do. Me. I don't like it. That's okay. Just give me a song and dance band. That's all I'm asking for. No. Uh, Did Harry act on um, Saturday Night Live or just sing? I think he just sang. I am so fucking excited for Dunkirk. I cannot wait. I don't care if he dies in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I was literally about to say, <laughs> Juliet, are you emotionally prepared for what's going to happen? I'm so excited. Um, I just, I like that it's the summer of Harry. I like that he's going to be here. Mm-hmm. I would like to go to his show, The Greek. That sounds fun. We need to work on tickets for I that. was actually going to talk to you about how we get to be in a room with Harry Styles oh interesting we could work on it I think because you and I when I first moved to Los Angeles shared a very emotional night yeah in a room with Adele, Adele show. which I think about all the time it was one of the best concerts I've ever I, been to I really think in our shared anglophilia that we should conti- find a way to be in a room with Harry Styles I know you're old hat at this <laughs> I know you and Harry are friends 
I would have to hide behind you the whole time because I can't, probably can't make direct eye contact with him, even yeah, though I'm a grown woman. <laughs> he's charming. He's a, he's a charmer. I think it's going great for him. I, you know, it's it interesting. Well. I don't know that the album is going to be a huge um, sales success, which is kind of interesting. I I sort of don't think it matters. Yeah. I think that he's so good. His at, tour sold out, so he's good. Exactly. And the performance aspect and that sense of just being a very on-brand, charming pop star. He knows what his audience wants, uh, and I can say that with authority. <laughs> and I think that that is actually more important than like a number one on the Billboard 200 sure. next week. Yeah, sure. So I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm <laughs> feeling strong. the Harry stands. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. All right, great. It's great. Good. I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear it. I like Harry too. I'm happy for him. Okay. He's cool. You don't listen. It's fine. No, it's- I, I I like him. I don't know. I'm just more like fascinated by this these the peeling off the solo careers of all these dudes than like I, like you know I I just I like a um six foot four very pretty classically handsome former former reality TV contestant. So <laughs> I'm just saying like I understand your feeling, but it's just for me. It's not Harry. Okay, it's that's like, fine. That's it's good. Like, because it's for me. Yeah, and that good. works out. I, like, I have, like, Chandler Parsons, you know? Yeah, that's true. Okay. You have Harry Styles. Um, well, you know, he'll be around, so it's great. You really look, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just trying to be responsible <laughs> and not use the F word to make lewd comments in public. Because people in my life ask me to, and it's really hard. Okay. Just DM me and we can talk. DM her, Harry. Yeah. Get or anyone else who wants to talk about Harry Styles. Last thing of the episode. One thing you just can't stop thinking about. Okay. Um, this is a little bit older. I saw Snatched uh, last week. The, How was it? Uh, yeah, it was. It. I had basement level expectations, mm-hmm. uh, and somehow it exceeded them. That's that's not. because Goldie Hawn is a legend. So this is about Goldie Hawn. Yeah, she's uh, great. So watching Snatched, which don't spend your money on it, is kind of what I would say. Um, Wasn't planning to. Reminded me of a piece in the New Yorker a few mm. months ago. No, yeah, just last month. By Tad Friend. And the piece was about like billionaires and Silicon Valley people trying to uh, find a way to live forever. Kind of recent innovations and uh, that quest and the personalities that go into it. But it has probably the single best magazine lead uh, that I've read this year. Whoa. Um, And I'm going to summarize it, but here we go. It starts, this is the first sentence. On a velvety March evening in Mandeville Canyon, high above the rest of Los Angeles... Norman Lear's living room was jammed with powerful people eager to learn the secrets of longevity. Okay, blah, 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 blah. The next paragraph. When Liz Blackburn, who won a Nobel Prize for her works in genetics, took questions, Goldie Hawn, regal on a comfy sofa, purred, I have a question about the mitochondria. I've been told about a molecule called, I literally don't know how to pronounce this, Glutathione, okay. Glutathione, please let me know. That helps the health of the cell. Honestly, Goldie Hawn reclined on a couch asking questions about the mitochondria in an attempt to live forever. I can't believe that happened. It's very death becomes her. I can't believe that's real life and that happened. And there was a reporter there and he wrote it and they fact checked it. That's incredible. Incredible. It's pretty amazing. I keep thinking about it. She's I, a queen. I love her. She's a queen. She's incredible. I would watch just a movie about this meeting, by the way. They should have made that. Sure. sure. Um, she seems really fun. She seems amazing. Yeah, this was her. delightful. There was a like a very fun interview in the piece in GQ with her by Lauren Bands. She's great. Uh, do better by Goldie. And also, please let her know about the mitochondria. Shout out to Goldie. 
Am I even saying that right? Mitochondria? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I took yeah, biology you, a long time ago. You are. Great. Okay. Great job. Thank you. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I'm really deep in The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, wow. Love it. Wow. Okay. Um, so I've been thinking about Alexis Bledel. Yes. Today. And today I came across um, an article about how Amber Tamblin has some like film festival movie right now. Mm-hmm. And her three best friends... Um, Blake Lively, America Ferreira, and Alexis Liddell came out to celebrate her premiere with her. And those four are like really best friends. They show up like 10 it, years strong, 12 years strong. All the time. I'm actually like tearing up talking about it. It makes me really happy. I don't know. It's just so sweet. Like they're really friends. They're all successful. They like fully support each other. It's just like, it's like a beautiful friendship. I just feel like that's so rare. And also it's very low key. Like they don't. Like, they Instagram, like, the way that, like, you Instagram about your friends, but not to be like, look who I'm hanging out with today. Like, it's very pure. Right. It's not squad goals. It's yeah. It's not the Taylor Swift thing. It's- like, they're just, and they're just like, yeah, we're all best friends. Like, there's, like, nothing that interesting about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, it makes me really happy. I think it's really sweet. It's very nice. I, I like, I agree. I think it's very sweet of them. Where are you on that movie? Which one? Amber Tamblin's? No, Sister of the Traveling Pants. Oh, um, it's so funny. Also, last night when I was channel flipping, um, number two, Pants sure. 2 was on. Sure. And um, I don't know. I watched for a few minutes. We'll watch. So <laughs> I'm in. I mean, I like the singer Eric Hutchinson, and he had a song on the soundtrack for the first one. Okay, wow. So I just like bop along to that those tunes. It's really had deep cuts over here. Um I don't know. I like I like that version of Blake Lively. Like first I don't I like her in those movies. I like everyone involved. I don't know. Bradley Woodford, cool. I, I just forgot he plays America Ferrera's father. Mm-hmm. Um I am pro those movies. I, I don't know why. And also I don't know why everyone should want to like wear the same pants as their friends. But, you know, have your own clothes. But I don't know. I just like I like a good I like a good friend friend group. Just I find it very heartwarming. I agree with that. It's just, very nice. I, just, I also agree about having your own clothes. Yeah. Like I, I have a lot of um uh female friends I've had like since childhood in many far flung far flung places. And it just makes me very happy to see that like accurately represented both by celebrities and in movies. So I don't know. Like I just, just that's nice. It's a really nice happy. it's a nice positive note to end on. <laughs> I'm very emotional thinking about it. It's really nice. It's very good s- for them. Yeah, good for them. Um thanks for listening. Thanks to Dollar Shave Club. And thank you to Steve Harvey. Thank you, Steve Harvey. We'll be back in two weeks, as per usual. 